Hello? So, last week I didn't um, upload or record an episode because, to be completely honest with you, I was just really not inspired and, like, I had nothing, nothing to talk about. But, now I have something to talk about, so we're back and I'm excited. But, like, last week I was... I spent literally three days trying to figure out what I wanted to record, and I couldn't think of anything. Like, I could not think of anything that I wanted to talk about, and it was bugging me. It was killing me inside, because I was like, I really want to get an episode up this week, but I don't know what I want to talk about, and it made things a lot harder for me. I was also like, it's also getting around time for finals in school right now, and I'm like, it's like crunch time right now. So there's just a lot going into it. Also because I've just been I've just been really lazy recently. I've been very lazy. I think it's because the seasons are changing and it's you know, getting dark at like five PM now and you know, I just wanna lay in bed all the time, which is totally fine. And I am grateful that I have the option to do that because I do school from home, but you know, as far as like recording podcasts, it's for some reason, it took me a it took a lot for me to actually sit up in my bed, grab my podcast recording equipment, and record an episode. It took a lot out of me, and I just couldn't do it. And I also couldn't think of a topic to talk about. I didn't want to just talk about nothing because then I'd hate the episode. You know what I mean? So it was kind of a struggle to you know these this past week to record, but. I have, I now have, like, a list on my phone of topics that I want to cover in the next, like, three or four weeks for episodes. Like, I have, like, a whole list of episode ideas now because, like, this happens usually where, like, I go through, like, a drought for a couple weeks of, like, having no ideas on what to record. And then, like, randomly one night I get, like, a spark of creativity and I get like five ideas for episodes. So now I have a bunch of ideas I want to talk about and today we're going to be talking about death. Which, you know, it it sounds really, really dark, but it's not what you think it is necessarily because I recently um, just had some sort of epiphany. It's not really an epiphany, but like I just had this like realization. Nevertheless, the drink of the day, well, actually, earlier, I had to, I technically have two drinks of the day, so it's currently like 9 a.m. right now when I'm recording this, and early, I woke up at 7, number one, because I had to pee really bad. I also, weirdly, I like when that happens to me. Like, for some reason, it's so weird, but, like, I love when I, like, wake up out of my sleep, and I've had, like, a good night of sleep, and I wake up, and I have to pee. I don't know why I like it so much. I think it's because, like, it wakes myself up, and I don't have to hear my annoying alarm every morning. And this happens to me every single every single night. Like, I go to bed at, like, 10 p.m., and then, like, I wake up at, like, 7 a.m. every single morning without my alarm, and I have to pee. I love when that happens, because I don't hear my alarm. But anyways, I woke up at 7 today... And I put up my laundry that I did the night before because I wasn't, I didn't feel like putting it up. 
So I put up my, all my laundry, and then I did, went downstairs and made a coffee. I made a mocha for the first time, which was really, really cool. I made my first at-home mocha, iced mocha. It was really, really good. And then I had my breakfast. I had my homemade egg white bites. Those are really good. But I ran out of spicy hummus yesterday. And I like to eat my spicy hummus with those egg white bites. And it was a struggle this morning. Genuinely. Like, it was a genuine struggle to get them down because they're not that good. In Like, in theory, they're not that good. But when I add the spicy hummus with them, they're so good. I also didn't have any avocado because I like to eat my breakfast with avocado every morning. Didn't have any avocado. So my breakfast was kind of shitty this morning. But anyway, I finished my first coffee of the day and I was like, you know what? It's a type of day where I need two. I need another caffeinated drink. So I then made a new recipe. I try, Today I tried up like new recipes because I've never made an at-home mocha before. Um, and then now I made this new drink. It's a vanilla maple cinnamon matcha, and it's so good. It sounds, it sounds really gross at first, but it's actually, like, so good. So that's my drink of the day, and it's amazing. But let's get into today's episode topic, which is death. Very morbid, very angsty, very morbid, but it's not what you think it is. So, let's get into it. A couple days ago, I recently went to a funeral, and it was a funeral for my great aunt, and she passed away. I honestly don't remember how. I just think she had a lot of health problems, and, you know, her body just kind of gave out. So, she had her funeral, well, she died on November 1st, and the funeral was, you know, the Saturday that just passed. So, I went to a fu- I went to the funeral, the service was amazing, the service was really, really good, and, you know, she looked great, because sometimes when, you know, you have a funeral, and, you know, obviously when you have an open casket funeral, you, have, you view the body, and sometimes funeral homes make the body look really, really bad. But she looked really, really, really great. She's very beautiful. This again, the funeral service was amazing. Um, it was great. But at this funeral, it got me thinking. I was like, okay, obviously nobody likes death because it's a scary thing. When I was younger, I would I was always afraid of somebody close to me dying. Like, that was, like, my biggest fear when I was younger because, you know, having to deal with that loss of somebody is not easy. And trust me, I know that firsthand. It was, it's very, it's a long process to grieve. But, you know, watching somebody close to you pass isn't easy. And, you know, it's a a scary thing. Also, personally, I don't know what it feels like to die And I really don't want to right now. But, you know, obviously, since I don't know what that feels like, it scares me. And that further adds to my fear of death. But at this funeral, I was kind of... Kind of stepping out of... 
my own fears a little bit because it was like, you know, death isn't that scary of a topic to talk about or it's it's just not that scary of a topic anyway because especially when, you know, you've been dealing with a lot of health problems, once you die, I mean, it's kind of like you don't really feel the pain anymore and it's you go into the afterlife and it's just like you're just there and obviously people you know death is a very very sad thing and people deal with it in a bunch of different ways but people also say that you know death should be a celebration of life when the person was living and honestly I feel like if you look at it that way it's not as sad of a thing. Because obviously if, you know, this person was remembered in a very positive light and, you know... Oh, sorry, my head just really started hurting for some reason. Like, I got, like, a head cramp. It's like my brain just, like, tensed up really, really bad and my head just started hurting a little bit. But... Anyway, well, I was really uncomfortable. I've never felt that feeling before. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you look at death as sort of a celebration of life, I feel like it... Oh my god, who's honking? Hello? If you look at death as a celebration of life instead of a sad thing, it's it kind of lifts this weight off your shoulders of having to grieve. Obviously, you're going to grieve, especially if it's a if it's the death of somebody who you were close to, you're going to grieve. You're going to cry. You're going to be sad. But I feel like it's more of a mind thing, right? Because if you're looking at death in a certain way of like, oh my god, you know, I miss them so much. Life's so different without them. I'm sad. Versus, you know, looking back at all the good moments that you have with that person. And, you know celebrating their life rather than, you know, mourning them, I feel like it can really change your perception on death in general. And it took me a while to understand that viewpoint because, you know, I would look at people and I'm like, how can you be happy about this? Not necessarily happy, but like, how can you like not be sad about this? Somebody just died, you know what I mean? Like, I always was so confused by people who were like, you know, we should celebrate death, and, you know, we should look at it as, as a celebration of life, because they're not really dead, they're in the afterlife, things like that, and I was always like, you guys are absolutely insane, somebody literally just died, how are you, like, not sad about this, that was like, that was literally, like, younger me speaking, too, and I was like, as I got older, I understood Death doesn't always have to be a bad thing. If the person is at peace when they die, if the person is, you know, not in any sort of pain mentally or physically when they die, I don't honestly, I honestly don't think it's a bad thing. Because everyone dies at some point, right? And it's the truth. I had to, you know, when I was younger too, when I was like, when I was told, like, you know, everybody dies, I was never comfortable with that. Like, like I said, when I was younger, my biggest fear was death. So, 
it took me a while to understand that, you know, everything doesn't last forever and, you know, everybody dies at some point. Even sometimes, like, in my older age, quote-unquote, it still kind of scares me sometimes, but then I have to remember, you know, everyone, there's a time for everybody to go, you know what I mean? Whether, you know, you like it or not, everyone has a time to go. And it might hurt, you might think it's too early for them to go, but everything happens for a reason, and everyone at some point has to leave this earth. It's a very scary subject and thing to kind of face, but it's the truth. And I feel like if somebody dies and everyone's just being sad about it, it's going to make it a lot worse. Like, it's going to make the grieving process a lot worse, too. And, you know, you ought, you, you, in this, too, you can't just sulk in somebody's death because life moves on. It really does. Trust me. Life moves on. One of my parents passed away last year. And I truly had to pull my own self out of that, of like I had to pull myself out of grieving and sulking in the death. And I looked around and realized I'd missed a lot of life. Like, you know, because of the death of, you know, one of my parents last year... I didn't, you know, start the process of getting my license until, like, the beginning of this year because I was sulking, you know. And, you know, that has its consequences because now I'm, like, rushing to hurry up and get everything done so I can get my license on time without having to start all over. So it's like it, life does move on and you have and you have to not let life pass you because it will bite you in the ass later. In life, whether it's six months down the line, whether it's a year down the line, you have to obviously grieve in the way that you grieve, but also life moves on. You have to get back to your life at some point. And I recently had a little episode. It wasn't necessarily a panic attack or an anxiety attack. I had a lot of anxious moments, but it wasn't necessarily, like, a full-on anxiety attack or panic attack. But I was kind of in a state of... What's the word? I think I'm almost positive it's derealization. I'm almost positive it's derealization. I'm going to look it up real quick. Okay. Yes, it's it's dear realization. Where I was I was feeling like I wasn't in my own body in a way and I was kind of just watching my life pass by before me and it scared me a lot and it made me very, very anxious and you know it was just a big thing. And, you know, after I went through that a little bit, 
I had to get back to my life, you know, and I realized that I, if I, you know, was soaking in that longer, I would have missed a lot because, you know, I have events going on soon, I have to go to, I have to go places, you know, I have events to go to, and it's like, I was like, wow, if I, if I would have kept this up longer, I would have missed a lot, and that's not good, so you have to pull yourself out of this sort of sad state, this sort of grieving state, and realize that life moves on, you have to move on with your life, you can obviously grieve as much as you want to, or as much, as long as you need, but life moves on. You can't let life just pass you because you're focused on one thing. You have to let things be the way they are and get back to your life. Huge thank you to Bubble Skincare for sponsoring this episode of On the Table. If you've been following me on the internet, you would know I've had quite a journey with my skin. I had really bad acne a year ago, and I've tried probably hundreds of products to clear it up. I then found Bubble, and it completely changed the game. Bubble skincare products are formulated with dermatologists and small quality ingredients to deliver clear, smooth skin. Their newest product, the Overnight Hydrating Mask, is my favorite product right now, especially for the colder months. It is formulated with glycerin, squalene, and shea butter to make your skin the softest it can be. Pick yours up on www.hellobubble.com in Walmart stores and in Ulta stores. Something also very interesting that I kind of observed when the funeral was happening, because obviously after a funeral you have a repass, well, most of the time you do. I know some people don't, which is totally fine, it's totally like their, it's just their opinion and the way that they do things and it's their choice, but, you know, Every single funeral that I've gone to, they have a repass, right? And basically where you gather and, like, eat food and just have a great time, kind of as a celebration or whatever. And at this recent funeral, there was a repass, you know. My mom's side of the family was all there. And also to clarify, this, my great aunt on my, this is a great aunt on my mom's side, so my mom's aunt that recently passed away. Anyway, um, I went to the repast. They had food, things like that. All my mom's side of the family was there. And I noticed that there was a lot of family members that I've never met there. Like, I've never met them before. And, you know, I kept hearing people say, you know, it shouldn't be another funeral where we all get together and hang out. And things like that. And I was like, wow. And like the thing that I noticed was some of my family members, like they don't really hang out unless it's at a funeral. And that's like really messed up. Because obviously if your family, you know, everyone has their own lives, right? Everyone has their own lives. People have other things going on. Sometimes people don't have the time to hang out with other people, whatever. But it should you should make it a point to where you hang out with a, a family member once a year, right? Whether it's extended, close, whatever. 
you should make it a point to hang out with family once a year, right? Some of these people I haven't, I haven't seen in five years. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen some of those people. And I'm like, that's so true. Like, it shouldn't be another funeral where people see each other again. You know what I mean? Because, like, then it's it's a weird thing where it's like, you know, it's supposed to be sad. But, you know, like, we're, I see you again, so it's, I'm going to be happy. But it's also, like, it's supposed to be a sad day. You know, it's just very odd. My matches are doing this thing where, you know, when you know when you, like, leave an iced matcha out and the ice starts to melt and then the matcha, it, like, separates. It's starting to do that a little bit. We're good now. Also, try this recipe. It's really good. It tastes like an oatmeal cookie a little bit with matcha. It's very, very delicious. But, yeah, it just kind of breaks my heart to see... Or like, or, or like, hear that from people where it's like, you know, they're, they're like, it shouldn't be another funeral where we all get together and hang out. Because that's really sad. And that's honestly true. Like, it shouldn't be then when you guys get together and, you know, hang out and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously, like I said, people have their own lives. But, you know, it's family, you know. It shouldn't be a point to, you know, see your family. Sorry, it's like, it's so early in the morning right now. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah. And that's kind of all I had to say on funerals. You know, obviously it's a really sad thing for funerals to happen. But, you know, they have to happen. You can't sulk in your grief. You can grieve all you want and for as long as you need. But you can't let the grief control you in your in your life. You can't do that. And... If you do that, you miss out on a you. I mean, you miss out on a lot of life, and then that later develops into more serious things, like depression, anxiety. You know, so you can't let grief control your life. You can't let grief make life pass you. You just have to keep going, and I know it's hard. It's it's very difficult. Especially if you're like me and you are trying to balance everything in your life comfortably, but also, you know, you still have grief in the back of your mind. It's really hard. But at the end of the day, you have to find a healthy balance where you have time to grieve and also... Make sure you're still on top of things in your life. You cannot let life consume you. And you can't let grief consume you. Because then it feels like you're suffocating. And the whole reason why I went to online school in the first place is because it's easier for me. Because last year when, when my one of my parents passed away. I started to feel like that. I started to feel like. Things were piling, like a lot of stuff was piling up on me, and I felt like I was suffocating a little bit because I had, I was in public school, I had exams, I had testing, 
I had YouTube, I had a podcast, I was trying to be social, I was moving, it was a lot. So I had to take something off my plate that I wouldn't have to worry about to kind of ease, or to kind of lift my head up above all the baggage and all of the things that were kind of holding me back. I had to remove one. So now, there's less weight on my shoulders. There's less I have to worry about. And I've been pretty comfortable ever since. But not saying that removing some of that baggage will help my grief, because it really didn't. I still have my moments where I grieve really, really hard, and there's moments where I don't grieve at all. Grief is a process, and it comes in waves where you feel really, really bad, and then, you know, there's also parts of it where you're completely fine. Like, it comes in waves, and it's also a process. It's a huge process, and, you know, you could sometimes feel like you have your grief under control, a couple days later, you break out in tears for no reason. It's a process, and it's a journey. And you have to accept that it's a journey. You can't rush it. You can't slow it down. You can't rush it. Just let it happen as it does, because it's completely normal, and you need to grieve in order for yourself to feel better about the situation. Those are the things that I've learned, because it definitely took me a while. It, it did. And... With my most recent sort of episode, which I'm going to talk about probably next episode because there's a lot. There's a lot. Because this has been happening for like maybe a month. It's, it was just a lot. So, yeah. Death is very complex. It's very multifaceted. There's a lot of parts to it. It's very tricky to talk about and to explain. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that it's not the end of the world, also. You have to realize it's not the end of the world. It happens to everybody. And it's natural. Because imagine if nobody died. You know how insane the world would be if nobody died? I, th I honestly think the world would be in so, in so much chaos, and, like, the world just be in shambles if nobody ever died. Also, because that's how just how evolution works. In order to evolve as a society, as dark as this is going to sound, in order for society to evolve, people have to die. That sounds really, really dark. Like, that sounds very evil, and I, I know that it sounds very, very dark, but it's true. In order to, in order for society to evolve, you have people have to die. Ideas have to die. Ways of life have to die. You know what I'm saying? Like things just have to go in order for things to evolve. And you know, even for me, after experiencing a death in the family firsthand, a close one at that, it evolved me in the way. Like, I feel like I don't take life for granted as much anymore, and I don't 
I don't look at I'm not so hard on myself about making sure my life is perfect, you know what I mean? Because anything could happen at any moment. You just never know. So experiencing that firsthand, it made me shift around my ideas about life. Like, I don't put so much pressure on myself for my life to be a certain way anymore. I don't, you know... I'm not super strict on myself about saving money as much anymore, even though saving money is good. But if I want to buy myself a pair of shoes, I'm going to buy myself a pair of shoes. Because life's too short. You know what I'm saying? I could die tomorrow. You just never know. And it also made me realize that... It made me... Leave marks a little bit more. And by that I mean, like, I've been... I take a lot more pictures... You know, even with YouTube, I, when I took a little break from my, from YouTube earlier, um, during the summer, I was thinking about deleting all my old videos, and I was like, why would I do that? I want people to see these 10, 15, 20 years from now. Why would I want to delete those videos that I put so much time and effort into? I'm not going to delete them. It made me realize a lot. And the fact that nothing does last forever, it made me sort of have this drive when it comes to podcasting and YouTube. Because it made me, it made me want to make more videos, made me want to make more episodes. So that years down the line, when people find my stuff, you know, when I'm not, when I'm, especially like when I'm no longer alive, and people find my stuff, I want, I want them to find that. And sort of get an idea of how I was. Even if they didn't even know me. You know what I'm saying? I want people to see how I was when I'm no longer alive. And I want people to take some of the advice that I that I offer and use it. If that makes any sense. Like, I just want to leave my mark on a lot more stuff, too. I've learned a lot. And lastly, at the end of the day, we have to just make sure that we're there for those people who have experienced a loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, just making sure that you're checking up on those people who have lost a loved one. You know, making sure they're okay. Making sure they're taking care of themselves. And just supporting them because I know what it feels like to go through a loss and, you know, not really have anyone outside of your family, why'd I say it like that? I know what it feels like to have, you. like I know what it feels like to lose somebody and only have your family support you. And it's it it's really sucks because, you know, you get angry at, you know, people outside of your family because, you know, they haven't checked up on you. I get it. I know what it feels like, but those people who know that you went through something, like a loss, and don't check up on you, it shows their true colors, right? And you have to learn to make the decision 
if you want to keep them in your life or not because sometimes it won't even be a bad thing that they don't check up on you. They just don't know how. I also had to learn that too because my mom told me that because I was dealing with that a lot last year. And my mom was like, well, maybe they don't know how to approach you so they just don't say anything, which I understand. I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But still, just make sure you're checking up on people who have lost somebody and making sure they're okay. Not even if it's about, even if you don't even talk about the death itself, just ask, you know, are you, sorry, that was not okay. Even just asking, like, you know, you want to go out to eat sometime and hang out and just hang out with me or do you want to talk about it, you know, if, if you want to just sit on the phone with me, whatever, anything. Just making sure that you are supporting somebody that's having a rough time dealing with a, with a death, you know what I mean? It's important because if you don't, then people become resentful and angry and, you know, then they get mad at the world and that's not, it's not good. So if you know somebody who recently just lost somebody and you haven't checked up on them in a while, check on them right now because they might be dealing with a lot. They might be going through a phase in their grief process where they're just sad or angry and to be a good friend, you have to check up on them and make sure, you know, they feel supported because I feel like support really helps get you through grief a lot too. If you feel supported, you'll get through grief a lot easier instead of just, you know, being by yourself or doing like doing it your own doing it on your own and you know sometimes we we're, we're at our own fault for that too because if you need help and you want to get help you can't not talk about the death you know what I mean you have to talk about it if you want to get help so that's also something I was struggling with I was like I was just really angry that like nobody was asking me how I was doing, but, like, I wasn't talking about it either. I didn't really talk about my parents, not both my parents, but, like, one of my parents, I didn't talk about my stepdad's death until probably five months after it actually happened. It, it, it took me a long time, because whenever I would talk about it, I would relive the moment, you know what I'm saying? And now that I'm comfortable to talk about it, it's easier for me to get help. But like whenever, like before, whenever I would talk about it, I'd relive the moment because if you don't know, I found him dead. And, you know, when, when I would try to talk about it with somebody, I would relive that moment and it would just bring me to a really bad spot. So I had to just face my fear and just face it head on and just talk about it and after I talked about it for the first time it lifted some it lifted some weight so at some point you have to talk about it it's okay if you if you don't talk about it right away because it it it, it, it it's a process it took me five months to talk about the death that I experienced in my family 
It took me five months. That's a long time. So go at your own pace, but also if you need help, you have to talk about it. All that being said, it's this recent funeral that I went to put a lot of things in perspective for me. It really did. It put a lot into perspective. But I feel like it was a good thing. And if you're struggling right now with death, talk to somebody, talk to a therapist. And I'm really grateful that I have the means to talk to a therapist. But even if you can't get a hold of a therapist, just talk to somebody who knows what it's like. You know, talk to somebody you trust who knows what it's like to go through grief and loss and just talk to them about it. Because talking about it really helps. And with that, that's the end of today's episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Have an amazing day. Whenever you're listening to this, day, night, evening, whatever, have a good one. And I'll see you guys next episode where I'm going to talk about my recent bad spot mentally. So stay tuned for that. Anyways, I'll see you guys later. Peace and love.